0: Shut up and sit down. Hey, and welcome to the Frey MMA Podcast, where it doesn't matter if you're a casual fan or a championship fighter, join us in our discussion about the beautiful sport, which is mixed martial arts. Hey, and welcome to a new episode of the Frey MMA Podcast. Today we're going stateside with your boy Eric Anders. We speak a bit about his upcoming fight against uh, Darren Stewart, Darren the Dentist Stewart, March 13th, which is the same card as Hamzat Jumaya versus Leon Edwards, so if you're going to order the pay per view or watch it on Viaplay, UFC Fight Pass or wherever it is, don't forget to order it. Uh, we talk a bit about how the corona is going for him in the states and why he changed uh, his gym from Spartan Fitness to Fight Ready. He's a really great talent, don't forget to give him a follow. But, don't forget to subscribe and like this video too. It helps everyone, right? So, without further ado, here is our interview with Eric, your boy, And So, how are you doing, Eric, first of all?
1: Man, doing really well. Doing really well.
0: That's good, that's good. Um, So, we're going to be talking a bit about your your fight with uh, Darren Stewart coming up, but let's start from the beginning and anyone that wouldn't know who you are from the podcast just give a bit of a brief information about yourself
1: um uh, i'm from san antonio texas uh former uh linebacker for the university of alabama won a national championship uh brief stint in the nfl and canadian football league um and yeah been fighting ever since
0: so how did you how did you start your MMA career, shall I say?
1: Um, man, to be honest, you know, the NFL thing didn't work. And uh, I just found myself being bored, frustrated, and, you know, just angry all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. So I uh, was just really looking to go blow off some steam, train a little bit, work out. And, uh, man, really just fell in love with the sport and started training relentlessly ever since.
0: Uh, that's that's a great way into the sport as well co- coming from such a athletic background um obviously in, in europe here that uh american football as we like to call it you probably just call it football it, it's mm-hmm. not such a, a big thing around here but back there I'm, I'm sure it is um what would you say is some things that you brought away from that sport to, to this sport now
1: Um, I think there's just a certain level of grit and tenacity that you have to have to play football at a high level. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also with fighting, you know, you're going to have to eat some shots, you know, battle back through some adversity. And football does a good job of putting you in these, you know, bad situations, you know, a lot over, you know, the course of your, you know, growing up and high school and college and, you know, NFL, if you're lucky enough to make it. so you know you're you, you you spend like you know literally your whole life troubleshooting and figuring things out mm. and uh you know i think those three things just uh translate very well into m m a
0: yeah exactly um and previously we've spoken uh a bit with other guests about the differences between like team sports and, and mixed martial arts, which isn't exactly a alone sport, but it is. It comes down to finally you and another person in the cage, but the team and right. kind a of part of it is coming from the gym and, and the people that you surround yourself with that help build you. Uh, do you see any differences between team sports and MMA and, and anything that's the likeness between the two? Um.
1: Yeah, you know it's a it's a team sport in the sense that man, you're not going to get better, you know, just hitting the bag or, you know, practicing submissions on a on a jujitsu dummy, mm-hmm. right? You need live people. You need, uh, you know, people to give you a reaction to to help you train to get to help you get better. And it's the same thing in football. The only difference is, or I guess the main difference is when it comes to for the competition man it's just you and the guy uh across the cage from you mm-hmm. you know in in football man if i'm tired if i'm hurt or whatever i can you know sub in mm-hmm. i can take myself out of the game and they'll put somebody in there for me you know you can't do that you can't do that in mma maybe
0: there'll be a a, a future format of kind of you know tagging that in team. and out kind of thing
1: yeah we'll see you never know
0: yeah if you take my idea now i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm gonna want some money out of it
1: it's all you baby um <laughs> uh,
0: so uh, as well uh from my research i saw that you had a few amateur fights uh in mma uh I- i'm guessing the amateur scene has changed a lot through the years what was the amateur scene like when you started um
1: you know, I I would would say just like everything else, you know, uh, it's evolved into more than what it was. Mm -hmm. You know, that was, that was quite a few years ago, you know, you know, I was just fighting guys from the region, from like Tennessee, Florida, Mm -hmm. um, Mississippi and Georgia, things like this. Now these guys, um, the guys that I train with back home in Alabama, man, they're fighting guys from Ohio, Illinois, Kentucky. You know, they're fighting guys from all over the place. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, in terms of, like, building your, uh, like, you know, the whole point of you getting being an amateur is to gain experience, see what works for you and what doesn't work, and to see all, like, as many different looks as you can get. hmm like, when I was an amateur, I wanted to fight a tall guy. I wanted to fight a short, strong guy. I wanted to fight, you know, a jiu-jitsu guy, a boxer, a kickboxer, whatever. So that when you do it to a pro,
0: excuse me. No problem. So we was all up late a pro, last
1: night. <laughs> uh, no, not, not, not too bad. It's just Sunday, dude. It's fucking, It takes forever for me to wake up on Sunday.
0: Okay.
1: It's more of a, uh, uh, an attitude more than anything mm. else. Um, but yeah, these guys are getting exposed to so much more younger. And so by the time they turn pro, they will have seen so much, Mm -hmm. so much more than I saw that they'll probably be better prepared for being a professional MMA fighter, uh, than I was whenever I turned pro.
0: So was you one of these, uh, we like to call kind of new generations that went straight into mixed martial arts or did you have a certain martial arts background that you kind of came from?
1: Man, I have JV-level experience uh, wrestling. So I'm not an Olympian. Mm-hmm. I'm not a Division One, not a state champ, none of that. So, you know, I wouldn't really consider uh, myself to have experience in, in combat sports. But, man, with the way I train and, you know, how I do things, I think I've, you know, closed that gap uh, considerably. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, So so would you say that uh, an amateur career is quite important to to start with? I mean, there is a lot of people that just kind of come out and go straight into pro MMA, especially in the U.S. Uh, Would you say that the road that you took first competing in amateur is the best road to take?
1: Um, It was the best road for me. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody's journey is a little bit different. You know, if you're... uh an Olympic boxer or an Olympic caliber, Division One caliber, like wrestler, or, or I don't know if they have boxing in college, but, you know, if you're on that level, then you probably don't need a whole lot of uh, amateur fights because you're so good at one or two things that you're not going to see anything. You're not going to get the looks you want as an amateur anyway, so... Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I would say have at least five fights uh, regardless of what your pedigree is just so uh, first of all, you want to know if you really want to do it and you're not gonna find out till you know you get late in a third round or you get punched in the face or eat a body shot or something yeah exactly it. you know there's a lot of things that suck or you have to cut weight. you know there's a lot of fighters that are one and know or own one, you know mm-hmm. there's a reason for that because they find out that they don't like it.
0: Yeah, everyone wants to be a MMA fighter until you get punched in the face and, and, and see That's that right. adversity kind of thing. Um, you had a short stint in Bellator as well. Uh, what could you take from that as a comparison to to the UFC? I mean, now we see people like, you know, Michael Chandon who 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 fought yesterday coming over from Bellator and saying that he does believe that the UFC is the is the main product, it's 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 the world's best. Would you say that from your time in Bellator it has come to the same level as the UFC? Or would you say that there is a top number one?
1: Um, Man, I only fought once for Bellator. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, there's a big jump in competition from Bellator to the UFC, Mm -hmm. I think. Now, obviously, you have guys like Michael Chandler and uh, who else has come over from Bellator to the UFC?
0: Uh, I think there's quite a few, but um, I, can't, I can't really name any of the top yeah, of my head, Yeah, Volkanovsky. Yeah, Not exactly.
1: Not the Volkov, yeah. Volkov, yeah. Um, and there, there's been a few, you know, their champions, uh, they seem to do well in the UFC. So, you know, um, I do think that, like, their champions are really good. But the – how do you say it? The uh, –
0: they're like the mid level competition. Like,
1: like like yeah, like the gap between the very best and the rest,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, it's drastic. And I don't think it's like that in the UFC. I think the number two guys just as capable of beating the number one guy and the champion mm. uh as everybody, you know?
0: Yeah, very tight in competition. and you see
1: And the uh in, in Bellator it's only like one or two guys, and that's probably why they do the tournament, because the divisions aren't as deep.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean, you see a, a lot of the things about like uh, Michael Venom Page, for example. A lot of people, a lot of fight fans, saying that he doesn't really have any competition in in where he is, and can be like that sometimes. Well, you
1: see what happened the first time he faced some good competition.
0: Mm-hmm. That is true. That is true. Uh, we'll talk a bit a bit more about your past. Just say um, you had, uh, I guess, I don't know if it be honor or or dishonor of, of facing Lyoto Machida, which came to a very Strange uh, split decision, a lot of controversy over that. How was that feeling going against such a legend and then coming away with with that kind of uh, bitter end, shall I say?
1: Um, Man, you know, I was uh, a Machida fan before I fought him. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then whenever, you know, I called him out and signed the contract, he was just another one. Like I didn't care that that was Leo Machida. You know, his name didn't do anything for me um yeah you know it's it sucks to you know go travel and do all this other stuff and you know train eat run sleep you know do all the the hard stuff and then you get to the fight and you know they always say don't leave in the hands of the judges but dude I was trying to to, to get Machida out of there. Mm-hmm. And another, also, probably the biggest thing that sucks is after the game, after the fight, uh, just check his demeanor uh, and how he's moping around the cage. His head is down. He's all sad and stuff. Uh, so I think even he thinks that he lost that fight. Mm.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of media that kind of weighed in after that with uh, their scores culture, I say. And, you know, it, it's one of the things where... The, it's a lot of things of judges not being uh, accountable for for the for the things and, mm. and not being able to kind of come out to the press and say like exactly what they were looking for in the fight.
1: Yeah, and I think they should. I like the open scoring, mm. just so that there is no there is nothing left to interpretation. Uh,
0: how would how would you want that to work? Is it to take uh, one score from a random judge uh, during that, or or how would it be?
1: No, nah, let me see Let me see the total score, because one judge might have it for one guy winning, and I think I'm down three rounds, but the other two judges see, saw me winning those first two rounds, mm-hmm. you know? So let me see the total score going into the next round. Do
0: you think that will uh, also make a lot of fighters... Well, I'm... actually, it might be a stupid question, because I know all fighters won't really give up, but if they see themselves losing, you know, coming up with a scorecard of... Uh them getting 10, eight rounds and things like that. Do you, do you think some of them would kind of throw it in when it's coming to, to the third or, or the fifth round?
1: Um, man, especially because half your check mm. is based off. If you win, I think if somebody was losing like that, that they would, you know, probably go out there and swing for the fences and you're going to, you're losing anyway. So you might as well, you know, try and take a shot and, uh, you know have your puncher's chance and then bring home both chicks.
0: that is true that is true um so the last time that your 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 name was a bit in the media you was going to take a last minute fight um November 14th against Antonio Arroyo uh, i think that name is correct um, but there were some complications with the weight cuts and things like that uh, could you uh, talk a little bit about that
1: yeah you know for me to i'm a bigger middleweight so i need to you know, it's not just about dehydrating and stuff for me. Like I got to do it over time and slowly, mm-hmm. and uh, I just didn't have the the proper time to, you know, do it safely. And um, you know, the commission saw fit to, you know, scrap the fight and send me send me on my way. So they did, and that's what happened. And you know, that that was a missed opportunity for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a few of those and in twenty twenty, but uh look at to capitalize on you know what I have in front of me uh in this year.
0: Yeah, twenty twenty has not been a good year for, for a lot of people, you know, a lot of people strived and tried to strive in it and a lot of people just didn't really get that opportunity. So I completely yeah. understand that. Uh but now you you have a fight booked against uh Darren Stewart March 13th mm-hmm um which is on the same card as the uh Hamzat uh versus Leon Edwards uh, how do you feel going into this fight have you have you done a lot of homework on uh, the dentist
1: um yeah i probably watch more film on him than i have my other opponents mm-hmm. um switched my fight camp uh, to to fight ready out here in Arizona which is where i'm at now and uh yeah just uh putting in the necessary work to uh, go out there and beat the dentist.
0: Uh, are you looking forward to that main event as well? I mean, you do see Hamzat going, trying to compete in both uh, middleweight and welterweight. Do you see him as maybe a potential fight uh, in the future as well?
1: Um, Yeah, maybe, you know. Uh, I think he keeps winning, I keep winning. Um, I think he'll move up faster just because You know he's got the internet behind him. He's got buzz and stuff, Mm -hmm. but and you know obviously he's fighting like the number. I don't know what Leon Edwards is. He may be ten or so. Yeah, I
0: think he's in the top ten.
1: Yeah, in that welterweight division, and he's so good at wrestling. His wrestling pedigree is so good that you know it's not going to matter if he fights at middleweight and guys have a couple pounds on him. Mm -hmm. So he seems to be pretty tall. So he's got good stature for both weight classes. Um yeah, I think I'll do okay. I think we'll be alright.
0: So um do, do you enjoy this kind of uh push that the UFC is getting at the moment? I mean, of course, uh for a moment there it was the only sports that was on TV and with uh names like, you know, Hamza Chimaev and Conor McGregor that we saw perform last night, uh do you feel like it's better to getting more eyes onto the onto the sport because it will benefit you as well? yeah
1: absolutely man. The more people are watching, the more they can pay mm-hmm. the fighters so yeah um, everybody wants to get paid more
0: definitely so. definitely what what do you think about the uh, things like these these sponsorships that's you know first of all it was reebok and then UFC would now say that they would change to that from that. Would you rather have the the old style of you being able to get your own sponsors?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think through my first 10 fights, the most I made was like five grand off of, uh, you know, the Reebok deal. Mm -hmm. But, you know, sometimes I was doing that as an amateur. So I couldn't even imagine, you know, what I could do being a UFC fighter, fighting on the main card, on ESPN. Mm Mm-hmm. With their, you know, the brand and logos and stuff on my shorts. So, you know, their whole deal was, you know, they didn't want guys walking around with like Condom Depot and things like that on their shorts. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, you watch a fight and they have a big Trojan condom (laughs) uh, on the mat. So, um, yeah, I would like the ability to like kind of generate my own money Mm -hmm. uh, through sponsorships and things like that.
0: But I'm sure that you still have these kind of sponsorships, but outside of fighting. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, I have a few. Um, but if you're a sponsor and you want to sponsor an athlete, obviously you're paying them to gain exposure through their through that fighter's fan mm-hmm. base. Push the right? project. Pro- uh, push the yeah, product. I think. But when is the time that everybody is most watching a fighter?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is when he's fighting, right? now. Yeah, exactly. They don't, really don't care about you know the training that he's doing or anything like that, or he or she is doing. But if they like a fighter, they're going to watch him fight, not necessarily train, not necessarily like be onto their personal life, like Instagram and stuff. But you know, when that fighter fights, you know, everybody wants to watch.
0: Yep. Yeah. So, uh, so this next fight with Darren Sri is it? It's going to be in Vegas. Is that correct? I believe so. Oh. So, uh... Are you also waiting for, for the fight to be elsewhere, shall I say? I know I know a lot of people like to fight in Vegas and that, but uh you know, some people do want the show to get back on the road and, and, and get into newer cities and have more fans coming in. Is that something that you're looking forward to as well?
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. I thought this fight was gonna be in London at first. Um, but then I guess the UK is shutting down or Europe is shutting down or whatever they got going on over mm-hmm. there. Um, that I think it's going to be in Vegas so you know um,
0: that, that kind of makes sense of uh, both Edwards and Darren Stewart being on the card kind of thing if it was supposed to be in London
1: mm-hmm. yeah um, I think that was like a tentative plan but like I said COVID has a way mm-hmm. of changing shit
0: yeah I, I guess it's a, it's a ongoing topic for us and you've probably been asked it a lot, but how has your pandemic time been for you?
1: Well, you know what? I, uh, Corona hasn't affected me at all. I, I, you know, kept training, um, been traveling, been training, been in the gym, been doing, been living my normal life.
0: That's good to hear.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there there are obviously like a few like hiccups, like it's harder to do stuff now, but yeah, my life hasn't really changed a whole lot
0: um so so are you have you moved to Arizona just for the fight camp or or uh are you still calling Alabama home? should I say
1: um Alabama's still the house, but I'm out here for you know eight weeks or two months, mm-hmm. so you know, for the meantime, in between times, uh this is home.
0: How are those cities been? I mean, obviously, you're, you've you been okay with the pandemic, but the surrounding areas, you know, with people having to wear masks and even some places that you're not allowed out after a certain time, uh, how bad is it there? At, well, in Arizona and in Alabama.
1: Man, you know, I think that Arizona has the highest, the highest outbreak rate in the world oh, wow. right now. But, you know, They also have a lot, a lot of old people here. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, I really don't know about the statistics and stuff on on COVID. But, um, yeah, just keep moving.
0: Yeah, Like I said, it's good to hear that it hasn't hindered you in any way. Um, So what has made you change from uh, Spartan Fitness to Fight Ready for this camp?
1: Um, man, there are a lot of things I think, um, main one being training partners. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to compete at the highest level, you need to train with, you know, super high level guys. And there's guys in the gym that will be there one day, but right now, um, I just need a little bit more. So, uh, linked up with, uh, Jason house, my manager, and Eddie Chaw, who's, you know, been a friend forever. So, um, we all just kind of sat and brainstormed and came up with, you know, thought that this would be the best fit for me.
0: Um, so, also doing my research, I saw that you wasn't actually born in the U.S. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, I was born in the Philippines.
0: That's a crazy story in itself. So, was it was it American base or how did that work out? Yes,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, people always ask me, oh, "Are you half Filipino?" No.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Are you? Uh, and I was like two whenever we moved, and I was born on an American base, so you know, outside of like the topographical features, mm-hmm. and like I said, I was two, so I wouldn't even know, anyways. So I, I I don't have any recollection of the of the Philippines at all.
0: Never gone back there?
1: Never been back. Oh, you should do that on the bucket list, though. Yeah,
0: take take a vacation there. I've heard it. I've heard it's a beautiful place.
1: Yeah, I've heard that. Uh. Okay.
0: Could you also uh, give us a bit of history behind your your fight name, should I say, your boy? Oh, uh, yeah. Why well, the original
1: um, one? Man, you know, I just, you know, kind of say it a lot. Help your boy out. Let your boy borrow $5 or, you know, uh, get your boy something to eat or whatever. And it's just, you know, it's kind of stuck.
0: Is it an Alabama thing or is it a personal thing? Um...
1: I hear other people saying it as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's popular here as well. I, I it was just, I wondered about it if it was a thing of like a trainer came to you and it's like you know.
1: No, uh, no, it just kind of stuck. Where are you from?
0: Myself. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm born in the UK, but I now reside in uh, Sweden. Oh, nice. Yeah.
1: So. Nice and cold there, huh?
0: Too cold. Uh, I think I'd prefer to be in Arizona right now.
1: Yeah, it's nice walking around with no shirt
0: on and stuff. Yeah, I actually had uh, the summer plans to, to go to the US and uh, travel from Los Angeles to New York by car. But uh, COVID as oh, well, yeah. you know, COVID.
1: Yeah. You can still
0: come, though? Uh, it's a, I think it's a bit hard right now. I mean, uh, the restrictions and that mm-hmm. flying with a mask and uh, not, not really my thing. Yeah, okay. But, plus... I got this. If I was in the US, maybe I wouldn't have been able to do this interview with you. Or or maybe we would have been on a better time, you never know. Who knows? (laughs) Uh, So also, uh, we're going from your nickname, uh, your boy, but uh, your first name, Eric, I would say that's an unusual way to spell it. Uh, I was kind of thinking, was it a bit like Scandinavian or or kind of where it came from? Uh, Is there any history behind that as well? It's quite an unusual spelling.
1: Um, I got three other brothers, and my mom had this thing with the letter Y. We all have Y's in uh-huh. our name, you know. Why I just couldn't be Ryan or, you know, some other name with a Y. I don't know, but mm. you know, I kind of like my the way it's spelled. You know, it's it's uh it's unique.
0: Yeah, because um, um people in the UK, if they if they're called Eric, it usually ends with a C as well, but uh here in Sweden, mm-hmm. it ends with the K. So. I thought that's why I thought maybe it was a Scandinavian thing, or
1: no, I think that you know she was just running out of letters <laughs> and names with Y's and uh, so oh, okay, E R Y K, you know,
0: yeah, it's good though. I don't know,
1: I've never really asked that.
0: <laughs> it's good though, maybe I popped it in your head, you know, you can ask it the next time. I'll be sure. To. <laughs> uh, so March 13th is, is going to be the fight. Um, for people that you know watch the sports and for people that don't watch the sport, could you just sell the, the match to them and tell them what's in store for March 13th?
1: Um, Man, you know, you got two fighters. Uh, they're going to meet in the Octagon March 13th. Um, two guys who don't really ever back up, move forward, throw heavy leather. So that's what you can expect. I don't expect this fight going to a decision. Um, just because you know we both throw with some heat, mm-hmm. and uh, you know one touch from either one of us could end the night for the other guy. So, like I said, I don't see it going the going the distance. And um, yeah, we're gonna get in there. It's gonna be a proper scrap. We're gonna go in there. We're gonna fight, and uh, quite confident to get my hand raised.
0: Sounds awesome. I mean, I, I know it's gonna be an exciting fight. It's gonna be an exciting card, March thirteenth. Don't forget to tune in. Um, and then now is usually the time of the program where we give the mic over to our guests to thank any family, friends, fans, influential people, or, of course, sponsors. So it'll be your time to do that now.
1: Yeah, man. Thank you, everybody, who's helped me get ready for this fight. Uh, NutraFX, Infinite CBD, Rev Gear. Um, you know, it's, it's really hard to, to train without gear mm-hmm. and, you know, some of the recovery stuff that CBD uh and the nutri f x bring to the table so um health and and making it through camp injury free is of the utmost importance so you know thank you guys for that
0: that sounds awesome uh and i know your 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 wife and and kids is back home in in alabama waiting for you to bring back that w mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah they're uh, you know everybody's sacrificing quite a bit for this camp, so that uh that's what makes it even more important to go out there and get a win because now we're not just fighting for money. So, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. yeah, and uh, it's a great thing that, like you said, that Corona hasn't affected you. Uh, I'm hoping that everything stays safe with them. And I'm really looking forward to this fight March 13th against Darren Stewart. it will be great. Uh, I just want to say again, thank you for your time. Uh, I know that it's quite early there. It's quite late here, you know, I've got to get used to the whole time zone kind of thing. You know. Man, no worries. Uh I, I you know, I didn't mean to mess up your Sunday morning. You know, all of us are tired after after a UFC event kind of thing, but
1: uh Yeah, yeah. No man, it's all good. I'm up. yeah, don't worry about it. All right.
0: You. Uh but yeah, thank you for your time and uh I'm very much looking forward to your performance on March thirteenth. Right. I appreciate it, brother. Thank you for having thank me. Thank you.